Welcome to the 128 Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy West. Today on the show, a guy who's really interesting from a bunch of different facets. From the world of music, his sound is really unique and really vibey, and it's especially relaxing for right now in the world when we can use a little bit of relaxation. On the other side of things, he's also really handy. Uh, He's a carpenter, and he's also really good at working on cars and a real gearhead. We'll get into a lot of that. All in all, a really interesting guy to talk to and a lot of fun. This is Joachim Pastor. You're in France, right? Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm uh, in France, yes. How are things going in uh, on your side of the ocean? Well, um, I don't know. We're one of the, with the USA now, one of the only country where they forbid the, the chloroquine, which is a bit of a controversy here because of... Yeah. Because there's a lot of studies that show, I mean, the, there's a lot of controversial studies, though, basically, let's just say that, but all the actual doctors uh, yeah. say it's crazy. And there is a, like a group of doctors, they're pressing charges against the government and stuff, because uh, every time when they try to start using the chloroquine, and there is really good studies from Raoult, which is like on yeah. the expertscape, he's like the number one guy and his study apparently is like undestroyable and there is the Lancet study, you know, that, so it's a big thing, but it's kind of yeah. sad because I feel like a lot of people are, my wife is in the medical field, but uh, she's as a doctorate of pharmacy, but, but um, yeah. from Purdue, actually, she's American. So, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of sad because a lot of people, it's like, it's kind of binary, like a uh, yes or no, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's not like, okay, you gave me that preprint, the study, I'm going to check it see what I make a synthesis of what I, you know, try to see the political yeah. stuff behind. It's, oh no, uh, right. they said it's, it's good. They said it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So over here, all I keep hearing, like you ask people like, well, I just wear a mask. Like just wear a mask. I've honestly spent more time trying to like go online shopping and find the coolest, like perfect mask. The ones that have like the pinches over the nose yeah. and like easy to get on. I'm like, I'm having fun. Like, you gotta wear these things. Let's, you know, might as well be stylish. Yeah. But over here, a lot of it is, oh, well, freedom, right? I You can't force me to yeah. do a thing. But is that the same thing in where you are? Is it is it a completely different um, argument? The thing is, here, the police uh, puts uh, tickets on you if you don't. I mean, they did that on the... Well, basically, it's kind of... What's crazy is that at the beginning of that, it's like it's always the opposite. At the beginning of, of that, when it, there was this thing in, in China, some people, including me, and that's why I had made some reserve, you know, before all of that happened. Some people um, say, hey, look at this going on in China, maybe something. And at that moment, at that point, the yeah. government, everyone was like, it's nothing. It's just a small flu. The president yeah. was like, go to the theater and stuff. <laughs> he, was, he went to the theater. He was like, you see, it's nothing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and then when it actually happened... They were like, oh, no, uh, you, you have to stay home. And and they actually were doing yeah. stuff saying, like, if you feel sick, you don't come to the hospital, you stay home. And when you're really, like, almost dead, then we come and pick you up. And a lot of yeah. people, uh, I mean, it's a big problem. And a lot of doctors were saying you cannot yeah. do that. Yeah. When someone is sick, you receive them and you treat them. You know, you can't say stay home. Right. And so, and what's insane yeah. is that at that point, they were saying masks are useless mask and blah blah blah, blah because yeah. we didn't have masks because they didn't have a stock basically yeah. because they threw it away yeah but um and they were saying but masks are useless anyway you don't need masks and during the confinement it wasn't mandatory to wear a mask when you went yeah. to the store and now that it's over and you see the ghost curve i don't know how you say you know that it's a bell yeah, curve yeah. The, the epidemic and yeah, all the yeah. the, 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 the good researcher yeah not the big pharma researcher, basically. Yes. Uh, they show that they, all those yeah. respiratory epidemics, it's all, always a bell curve. There is no second wave or kind of fantasy like that. It's always a bell curve. Yeah. And so they said, now we are at the end of the epidemic. That's it. It's over. It was a flu, a bit of a hardcore flu, but it was yeah. still a flu. And I, I think um, uh, 90% of the people that died in France were above 85 years old. So it was a really hard flu, but uh, bon, voilà. Yeah. And now that it's over, they say, oh, you have to wear a mask. You have to... And yeah. uh, there's going to be, we have to make a vaccine and stuff. And and so basically, when you look yeah. deeper into the thing, when you look into all the political and, and the financial, which is always yeah. the, the, the thing, 
you realize yeah. that it's uh, all of that is kind of weird. And people say, oh, you're a complotist or whatever, but that's stupid. I'm not a complotist if the sky yeah. is blue. Uh, uh, the sky is blue, you know. I have friends, yeah. uh, I know people, right. for example, they hate uh, Trump. And it doesn't matter whether you like him, you hate him. Yeah. Okay, fine. But if, because Trump said uh, that yeah. he, well, he took chloroquine, then everybody is like, oh, chloroquine is bad. And this morning I was telling my wife, if Trump had yeah. said, uh, I hate chloroquine, everybody would be, oh, chloroquine. Those same people would be like, oh, yeah, chloroquine is great. Uh, just because yeah. to be against Trump. <laughs> yeah. so it's not science. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy. But uh, apparently, yeah. I used to be an engineer. Yeah. so And that's not how... Uh, and me, I, you have to look at the facts and then yeah. you make your own stuff. But if right, you look yeah. at TV, when they keep saying, oh, it's, uh, it's this, it's that, then it's not. Well, anyway, but uh, yeah. but I don't know if we should talk about that in the, yeah. in the show. But, but just, uh, <laughs> No, it's fine. It's fine. Honestly, I've talked to so many different people about, you know, how they're handling all of this. And it's kind of funny because, you know, when we were doing the podcast, Back in like March, it was like really early on when when it started. And I think I talked to like Elefante and Kaiza and everyone's like yeah. having like their tours canceled. And and for producers and artists like you, it's interesting because like most people have home studios, right? Most people are like producing out of their homes anyway. And now it's like, cool, tours are canceled. Anything outside like traveling is all canceled. So just sit in your home and all you can really do is sit there and either like you know, just do things like hobbies and stuff to make yourself feel yeah. not crazy or sit there and make more yeah. music. So I think after this, there's going to be a giant trend of people like new tracks coming out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, I mean, I did work um, a lot, actually crazy. Uh, and plus I was moving and plus I'm doing now I'm doing the new studio, which is really big. It's a lot of work, but it's going good. But I don't know about the, the because now they're talking about that second wave yeah. stuff because they, they're pushing their agenda because they want to vaccinate people, like, you know, but uh, anyway, but uh, I don't know. To be honest, it almost feels like it's the end of something because now if everybody that goes in a club has to wear a mask yeah. and has to, before you could, in France, like 10 years ago, you could smoke. Yeah. I don't smoke. Huh? Yeah. So I have never smoked my, I mean, except I smoke cigars, yeah. but, uh, but once in a while, but I've never smoked, you know, cigarette. Yeah. But now they ban the cigarette and then they ban so many things. Right. And basically 20 years ago, I feel like people would go and they would be able to smoke, yeah. have a drink, enjoy the party. And now if you go to a club, it's going to be uh, half of the club is smoking outside. Yeah. Everyone inside has a mask. Yeah. And uh, everybody's on its cell phone. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. people like to do that during the club. They always, uh, which is cool. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if those mask thing, because I'm sure they're going to yeah. make it, they're, they're starting to make it mandatory for everyone. Yeah. And I want to say one thing. Yeah. Is that uh, about the masks? Yeah. Is that uh, my wife, because she worked as a clinical pharmacist and she yeah. worked in a hospital in contact with a, a long term patient, also intensive care or whatever. She's extremely resistant to disease because yeah. she was in contact with disease. That's yeah. how it is. And people which wear masks all day, I see people like in their car, they have a yeah. mask and the thing. Yeah. And it's like they're hypochondriac, you know, which yeah. is why well, I have people in my family like that. But, yeah. but um, they don't realize that. They wear a mask all day and they wash their hands yeah. every five minutes. Yeah. That it's like a Pandora box. And as soon as they stop, so by doing this, they're like yeah. kind of compromising very slowly, but they're compromising yeah. their immune system. Yeah. That's why the people that work in the hospital in contact with disease all the time, they almost never get sick. They never get a yeah. flu. They never, because they're in contact. So once you cut yourself from that, yeah. then you become super receptive to any, any disease. And it's yeah. kind of a Pandora box because once right. people start putting their mask all the time, then yeah. if in a year they remove their mask, they're going to yeah. be sick right away. Yeah. And, the, and then they're going to be like, oh, you see, it works. I have to wear my mask yeah. because it protects. So it's a Pandora yeah. box. So once we've started that, I think it's, uh, I, to me, I think it, those masks, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's not a big deal and stuff. But I do think it is a big deal. And there is a bigger agenda behind all that because yeah. it, the way it happened in France is really odd. Like it was always yeah. inverted. It's really, well, fine anyway. Yeah. 
Well, it's funny too. I mean, a lot of people don't even realize like, you know, like the flu vaccine, right? Like the flu vaccine is a little bit of the flu, right? And that's the whole concept behind it is like you get a little, little bit of it, like that little gene and then your body just learns how to beat it up. And then when someone coughs on you at the grocery store later, your body knows how to fight it. That's how vaccines work. That's how they're supposed to work. Immunization. And it's kind of crazy too, but like, you know, your music in general, like when you're sitting there producing it, like I was listening to a lot of your tracks and I'm thinking they have a certain vibe. So, I mean, like, do you have to put yourself in a place? Cause there's like, there's some people who just like create tracks, right? Like it's a dance anthem or something. Yours have kind of like an atmosphere to it. Yeah. So I have to imagine like, there's some kind of like, like I forget which track it was of yours that I was listening to. And I'm just like, Damn, like this is like driving along the coast by the beach, like with the windows down at night. Like this is like the soundtrack to that. Okay, okay. I don't know. I mean, I try. My goal is that the tracks. I hope most yeah. of them. Um, I try to that they have a soul. You know that they yeah. have something, and I think that's what will maybe I don't know, but I may try to make them timeless and not just something yeah. that you can listen for two weeks and then you throw it out like a product, you know? I mean, it's kind of, I make a lot of music. I make music all the time and, and I just try to make good music. I mean, maybe it sounds cliche or stupid, but I just try to oh. make good music, music that yeah. moves me, that touches me. And, and, and sometimes, yes, that tells a story or something, but I always try to me, the most important in music is the emotion. Is that yeah. Music is the emotion so yeah it, the beat is important obviously because it gives the power my music i think is a mix of techno dance music yeah but it has the emotions to me the emotions is the key to music but yes it's nice when it has uh, some kind of vibe some kind of identity or it makes you feel something yeah. and and i try not to because everybody will have a different feeling some people will say oh this is a sad track some people will say oh this is a happy track so I don't like too much when people, uh, when I, when I have to say, oh, this track represents this, because I'm sure yeah. for some people it would have represented something else. And it's almost like I'm kind of yeah. limiting or breaking their, not their dream, yeah. but you know what I mean? Their feeling. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. You're breaking the bubble that yeah. they had for it. I'm sure you've, you've had that thing. Everybody I'm sure had that thing. When you listen to something, you listen to a track. Yeah. of someone that you don't yeah. know like an artist or a band that you don't know and you kind of make a mental yeah. image let's imagine you listen yeah. to a track and you feel like wow this is an old rock thing from the 60s and i can see like and then yeah. you go on their instagram and you realize that it's like like uh four uh, uh guys from japan and it has nothing to do and it kind yeah. of you kind of have a dis- not a disappointment so i try not to yeah. give the story or not tell oh, this track is this and then people don't get that disappointment they feel like they're they're yeah. free the track they can appropriate the track and well, well. <laughs> oh there's some like psychology behind that of like people coming up with stories in their head and believing something and then you breaking that belief yes. and then they're like no i yeah, can't yeah, yeah. it but to me, like, like there's a virus. A, because of that. <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm exactly. Just kidding. I was going to bring it there, but I was like, oh, I won't, I, won't, I won't go back. But to me, I think what's interesting is, you know, we're all like we've been we're locked inside, essentially. And maybe I'm making a lot of assumptions. I'm doing that thing is like to create that soul to that sound that you're coming up with. I'm assuming it comes from a place, like whether it's a memory or like just you having a feeling or yes. where it actually comes from. And it's gotta be hard if you're like, you're literally like trapped in your, what looks like a very nice house, but like, you know, just being there and like the atmosphere and the environment doesn't really change much, but you want to make a variety of music that has different yeah. vibes and feels. I think, um, Sometimes I will try to um, think of a vibe, an atmosphere. Usually it's like a feeling. It's like, because music is so abstract. It's not like a painting when you say, oh, I'm going to paint this, you know, it's more like a feeling or something. So sometimes if you, I can think of a movie, even a movie I saw or a feeling that I felt a long time ago, or for example, the other day I was, um, because I am a, I'm a very mental person and I feel sometimes like I live in my own head, you know, it's kind of a weird feeling, but, uh, and I was uh, sitting at the terrace and there was a little wind and the light and stuff. And it reminded me just the little wind, like brought me back to a place on an Island where, where I used to play a lot. And, and I was like, Oh, wow. this is, and I could have made, I didn't have the studio, but I could have made a track 
just with this small feeling. So I yeah. think memories have a lot of, um, you know, we kind of make our, we don't make our memories, but you know, we live through our memories basically. Uh, so, so I think even yeah. if you're locked somewhere, uh, you can, uh, I don't know. I think that's what they do in prison. So, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> but based on like your music, I have to assume you've spent a lot of time at the beach. <laughs> or- <laughs> actually, yeah, um, yeah. Actually, yeah, when I, we had, used to have a, my family used to have a house uh, next to to the beach, so I did. Uh, and actually, once yeah. I did a track that was called, but it was a long time ago, it never was released. It was like I think in two thousand eight yeah. or something. Yeah, I did make a track that was called yeah. Beach Walker. So like someone walking on the beach. Yeah. I, I was young. I was exactly. making crazy titles, but uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> But see, it comes through, though. I mean, like, and that's the thing, too, is like your music is a little bit of a separation from like anthems like that. Someone's going to like go and party. Like it brings you to it's like a massage to your temples is like right, your music. Right. That's that's how I would well, describe that's it so far. So good for me. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. we did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so aside from uh, making music, how else have you been uh, keeping busy? Well, mostly the moving in the house. Uh, we have a little, yeah. bit, a, a, a tiny child, so that takes a huge amount of time yeah. more, uh, to my wife yeah. and me. But uh, because I do more of the construction stuff, and uh, you know, uh, she's better with the child than me. My patience when yeah. I'm tired is not the best thing. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, doing that, and uh, I have a lot of hobbies. Uh, there is so many things I like to do, and. Uh, but at the moment, I genuinely, uh, with the moving, the construction, the stuff, during the confinement, yeah. I did a lot of live. Like every day I would do music in the studio and I would be live like for yeah. between two and five hours. So yeah. that was fun. But it was a lot of, it's a lot of, um, it's commitment. You know, it's like, okay, I'll be live yeah. every day. And I wanted to, I am a man of my word. I don't know how you say my word uh, is worth a, a treaty, a traité. Mon parole vaut un traité. Moi, I don't know how to say that. But uh <laughs> My word is a contract almost, but you know, anyway, yeah. but, uh, so, word is bond. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, so yeah. I was like, okay, I will do it every day until the end of the confinement. I will be like every day, except uh, Sunday. Right. And man, uh, that was, uh, that was like 45 yeah. days. <laughs> and at some point it was, uh, I wanted to do something else, you know? Yeah. The first three days, the first three days of that had to be really like, oh, I yeah. can do this. And then by day four, yeah, 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 it's like, yeah. Oof. But I was, I was improving everything. Like in the beginning, I was, I just had like a crappy camera and I was recording. And the very first one was yeah. just in the studio from my cell phone. And in the end, I had like a DSLR yeah. with, uh, with spotlights yeah. and with stuff. It was like professional streaming. <laughs> so, but um, I learned a lot of stuff. So it was fun. Yeah. Well, you mentioned you're handy. Is that like one of your hobbies? Um, uh, so basically, I, <laughs> I do a lot of construction and stuff. I have renovated uh, apartments yeah. and houses and stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The, well, basically, right now I'm in the kitchen, but this used to be a, a living room like uh, seven years ago. But oh. uh, I have done a lot, like even the gros oeuvre, you know, like building from scratch, you know, like the concrete work, yeah. everything. But uh, I do it out of more of not a necessity, but uh, I like, uh, yeah, I like, I, I prefer to when two things are done myself. And also, uh, let's be honest, uh, sometimes for money, you know, when you're yeah. not uh, rich, yeah, uh, you do stuff yourself. Because yeah. it, but I also, I, I have a craving for learning. I have an insane curiosity. And uh, I have, a, I am a mix because I have OCD and um, I have a, a yeah. thing with my brain. I am, um, I don't know how you call it in English, but I, it's hypermnesic, so hypermnesia or something. So it doesn't mean that I have an eidetic okay. memory, like I remember everything from what I read, but I have a yeah. extremely powerful memory. So when I was younger, I was super resentful because I would say... Yeah. Hey, you did that to me uh, eight months ago, you know, and you think it's cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so, but, uh, but so then I realized that I had this, this memory. And so basically I have a craving for learning and I, and I, and I like to learn and do stuff, but sometimes it's overwhelming because I do too, I, not that I do too much, but I lose myself yeah. into too many things, but, but yeah, I, I do a, a lot of construction, but it's not that now I, I kind of want to be done. It's uh, people think, oh, Jackie, he loves construction. It's no, I don't love it. I can't, I almost hate yeah. it, but I, I have yeah. to do it. But but I also love. Uh, I used to make shoes. I used to make bikes. 
I used to, what? yeah, I made uh, a lot of things. I made uh, airplane, remote controlled airplanes. Yeah. I have uh, milling machines and, and lathe and stuff at home. I mean, I have a lot of stuff. But, um, and I love, yeah. but, I, but I love cars. It's uh, the, my big uh, other cars? thing. Yes, it's car, cars. I'm a car, uh, petrol head. Or, uh, so, so, oh, so, man. Yes, uh, that's my other thing. And I like to do mechanic and uh, mechanical work and stuff like that. Uh, so, so, all right, are you going out and restoring old cars or working on new cars? It depends. I did uh, redo uh, some stuff. I redid uh, uh, mostly bodywork. But yeah. it is a hard job. It's, uh, it's tough to redo. I mean, I have, because I, am a, I have OCD, I kind of like my dream is to have a car. I have, I, what I like is when things click, when they work good together, yeah. like when you have something brand new and you put it together and it works from scratch and it's good quality. Yeah. That's why I like this milling machine stuff, you know, like when you're milling a piece of yeah. aluminium and you just, and you know, and it looks, I did kind of, it's, it's yeah. a really good feeling. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm like yeah. the biggest nerd, but, uh, no, but no, no. it is. No, no. So what's funny is my hobby that I've gotten into over the past year or so is making rings. Uh, oh, there you go. So yeah. You, and so you know I, the feeling of a lathe and of exactly. seeing the material going away and carving. And it's, yeah. and then people say, oh man, these guys are, but it, it is something and it's something that you do. And yeah. what's good is that I do like to do stuff with my hands because when you do music, yeah. you spend hundreds of hours doing music and stuff. And then maybe one track will be yeah. released and maybe you'll have the, some results uh, two years later, you know? So it's abstract and it's so long-term, you know, medium, long-term. But when you do a ring, for example, on the lace, you, you, you yeah. got, you get it, you know, you can see, you can touch the final yeah. product and it, it is, uh, soothing, I guess, for the mind. Uh, I think the mind it's, uh, you know, the man is homo faber, you know, like you have to fabricate something, you know, the man is the humans are made for oh, that. Yeah. And, and I feel like when you do a lot of music, it is very abstract. It's hard to have a sense of completion, a sense of um, that you've actually produced something, you know, because you can't see it. Yeah. So, so once in a while, making something you can touch with your hands uh, is, uh, I feel, is important, you know. But uh, yeah, and see, that's the thing too. Is like for me, the big drive for why it was rings is just around the fact that. I can put like a chunk of metal on a lathe and then just use the machining to like very symmetrically cut it. Talk about OCD. Yeah, like yeah. I can symmetrically cut the ring and it's not like when there are people who use like, you know, hand tools and like go like woodly. I'm like, I can't do that. Oh, yeah, That's I know not what you mean. You want to turn the thing and get. be able yeah. to... Do you, yeah. have a, do you have a visualization, you know, with the numbers and it tells you, oh, you've got that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there with like all the tooling and stuff and measuring stuff uh, and trying to get it the, to the right, like, you know, down to millimeters. The Palmer and the, and the, I don't know how you guys it, say the Palmer or not. Uh, yeah. Know. Well, I'm also like extremely amateur. So even if there is a real English word okay, for it, sorry, I couldn't maybe even tell you what French, it is. French, French. Yeah. <laughs> But do you know there is a guy, a YouTube guy that makes rings. I, I, what's his name? I think his name is it Patrick. Uh... Patrick Adair. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. It. I know him from the yeah. from the Waterjet channel. I'm sure you know the Waterjet channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, because now he's he was cutting into like uh into was it a Lamborghini? Oh, really? Like rim or something recently? Oh, really? oh, I didn't see that. I, I just saw yeah. some stuff from him when when he. But yes. Uh, yeah. Well. I watched a lot of his stuff early on, but before that, there was this other channel called Inspire to Make that made one, literally one video, and that was the video that was like, oh, I can do that. Which is they had like a chunk of meteorite rock, and they just cut it out, made a circle, put it on a lathe, and then trimmed it down and made a really cool ring of meteorite. I was like, wait a second, that's not like a. Like, that's the coolest, like, wedding band I've yeah, ever yeah, seen yeah, in my yeah. life. That's awesome. And then I went down the rabbit hole and I started buying all the supplies. Yeah, and yeah. And then and you always want to buy something and you always... But it, exactly, but yeah. It's cool. And you know what? It's funny because I like the... In Europe and in the USA also, obviously, there is a lot of yeah. old milling machines. You know, those things which are like 2.5 yeah. tons, you know, like the lace, yep. the milling machines, all those big industrial old school tools. And to me... yeah. These are the best. Even right now, if you compare yeah. those old ones, which are 50 years old compared to the brand new stuff, except if yeah. you put 200,000 euro, obviously like industrial yeah. thing, but the, the, what we call, I'm sorry, but what we call the Chinese yeah. stuff, which means yeah. like it's the cheaper stuff, but it, well, it's right. 
it's technically yeah these stuff they are not as good as, and, and i like the old stuff because they have this feeling of timelessness that they will yeah. always be unbeatable and they're good old rugged uh okay rugged yeah. stuff and to me they're almost ecological you know because you because yeah. they made it 50 years ago and you can still use it today so to me the really i always tell my friends you know because i i consider myself a real ecologist you know like uh, not greenwashing <laughs> but the actual real ecologist yeah and i would say if they really wanted to make ecology they would yeah. say um okay but when you make a product you have to have a 20 year warranty you know that's it and then yeah. we would have real yeah. ecology <laughs> But instead, it's a one-year warranty. So after one year, your phone yeah. starts not working anymore. And, exactly. Uh, oh, I have to buy a new iPhone. Let's uh, and let's ship it from uh, in yeah. a super tanker. Let's just. I mean, it's insane, you know. And then people say, "Oh, yeah. ecology." But no, the real ecology is when you have a machine that lasts for fifty years. If I could buy right now yeah. a washing machine that will last me fifty years, I would buy it. And I don't care that uh, there is a brand new. It, like, right uh, progress uh, like it's better it's, yeah i don't care it's just i want something that works yeah. good for a long time that's it you know so yeah to yeah. me the real ecology is is just being sane and not overproducing stuff all the time for gadgets that, I, I don't yeah know. i mean i but i don't want to be a hypocrite i mean yeah. i have an iphone no. i have an iphone i yeah. have a lot of stuff which are gadgets and stupid i mean i'm not lecturing yeah. anyone but, uh, but no but there's there's a difference <laughs> between like owning that stuff versus being like if you're on the lookout for those type of tools or you take pride in knowing that like that's in my workshop it's yes. something from 1800 you know that works better today than something that was yes, built yes, today exactly. the, the, yeah the quality and the they were built to last, you know, you would have one yeah. and you would give it from father to son, you know, that is, yeah. it, you know, to me, it is yeah. the, yeah, it's real ecology, it's timeless, it, it has a meaning, yeah. I mean, I don't know more. Yeah, as a matter of fact, the lathe that I've been using is my father-in-law's as I'm like escaping New York at the moment. And that was just redone by my brother-in-law because his father had just gotten it from his father who had passed. And this is from like the early 1900s. And it's built in a city that's just like a couple miles away that obviously like you go back to the backstory of that type of machinery. And it's like, oh, yeah, passed from like generation to generation. And someone spent money on this to put in their yeah. farm to like work on the farm equipment. You know, that's really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I wish everything was like that. Well, maybe it would be harder to talk on the computer if we had stayed like that. But you know, <laughs> but the feeling still, I still think that these old machines and stuff, they have something yeah. to teach us is that the, we should have a 20 year warranty on everything that comes out. And then we'll have real ecology. You know, you buy your phone, you keep it for 10 years. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You know, or when you, when your TV has a problem, it has to be repairable by law. You know, if you can't, yeah. you know, that. But if you put a 20 year warranty, then they'll make stuff which are repairable. Now it's like, oh, let's yeah. just change the whole thing. You know, it's going to cost you more. Than, you yeah, know? exactly. You can get the new yeah. one. It's even bigger and has more pixel walls. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and after two, after two weeks, you're already used to your new pixels. You don't even see a difference anymore. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> so wait, I got to ask now, is there something in your workshop that you're really proud that you have? Like something really old? I guess, uh, well, there's so many things. <laughs> I have a, one of my favorite uh, thing is I have a, um, how would you call it? A drill, a drill press, a pretty big drill press. Drill press and, yeah. uh, I mean, it is, I don't know how old is it. Maybe it's, uh, uh, yeah, 60 years old or something. It's actually called, it's a Cincinnati, which is a French brand. I know it's kind of weird, but, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yes, I, I mean, I have good memory because I went to, it was my first actually my first big machines like that. And I went to get it with my grandfather. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, I have a good, good memory of, of, of awesome. this one, but, uh, but yes, there's uh, so many things. Yeah. See, I love all this stuff. I like, and I think what's confusing to me too, is like, you talk about all this machinery and stuff and like the symmetricness of like the OCD, but you're into body. Yes. Work, yeah. I love to, I, I like to, um, you have instant gratification when you have a car that has a lot of scratches and that's kind of faded and stuff. And then you yeah. spend, well, it takes hours. Yeah. You use compounds and you, and you use the clay marks yeah. to clean the car. Then you use the compounds and this and this, and then you, you get to uh, finer and finer compound until you get the crazy yeah. glaze and stuff. And so basically for the people yeah. who are uh, listening, uh, basically we're talking about a kind of, we, we, people would say polish a car. It's not exactly the same. I mean, I know, yeah. but it's making a car, 
from the bodywork is old and doesn't look good until it looks like it's brand new, you know? And you have this sense of satisfaction. I mean, I love cars and it's always nice when it's like you get the, the car, you, you make it back to how it came out of the factory almost, you know? When, uh, yeah. And yes, it's a good thing. Uh, yeah, I like to look at um, beautiful uh, uh, lines, the lines, the curves of some cars and, and, and stuff yeah. like the harmony. And- yeah. See, what's funny is like cars, like I, I'm all into technology, right? I'll, I can take my computer apart, put it back together. Uh, I've gotten into rings, so like, like making things like bare metals and bare pieces of wood and things. Cars scare the hell I mean, out of me for some reason. And they always have. I just I think they're more complicated than maybe they even are where like I had to have someone my mirror on my Jeep oh, yeah. broke off. And I just like taped it up and I'm like, I don't know how to <laughs> handle this. And then someone in my family ended up repairing it for me. And he's like, yeah, I just popped the door off, like well, pop the thing off and like made it so simple. It did it, like, 40 if minutes. you want, uh, uh, there is a, it's a very, cars are very simple when you have the service manual. I have one of my Honda. I have the service manual. Yeah. It's like uh, 1500 pages. So I have it as a PDF. And basically it tells you uh, yeah. if you want to change uh, the strut, uh, remove this, remove this, change this, remove this. And then when ah. you put it back, you have yeah. the torques. So, you know, you have to, you know, you use a torque wrench. So you can't mess yep. up. You can't like over tighten it or not tighten it enough. When you have OCD, your torque wrench is really cool. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, so once you have the service manual, doing mechanic becomes easy, except when you have troubles, stuff, unexpected stuff, or like lifting the car or doing this kind of hard job. And it is hard, but it's less intimidating once you have a guy that's genuinely a step-by-step guy that was made for the car uh, dealership, you know? So it's, yeah. But some of these are the service manuals. They are hard to find. And more and more the service manuals are like on the, on computers in the dealership. So you can't really get like a paper or you have to, it's always a bit, uh, yeah. Yeah. but uh, but yeah, car mechanic, car car stuff are, I, I think are cool. But watch out if you make a mistake and then you can okay. die, basically that's uh, compared to ring, you know, if you break yeah. it more, well, it's fine. And <laughs> yeah, I just throw the garbage. Cheap. Yeah. So all right, do you have a dream car? Yes, like- I do. I, well, I have so many dream cars. <laughs> but there is one car. Um basically I tried to have all the cars that when I was growing up, I was like car crazy like and my father would take me we'd go on racetracks and stuff yeah. like that and either he never really he never bought a nice car for himself so so i always thought uh, uh i will try to when i can uh, get uh, get uh, those, those cars and i try to be yeah. reasonable and to take my time to try to get good deals good cars you know uh, interesting ones so then I, when i sell them yeah i have never lost money reselling a car basically so that's so my wife keeps allowing allowing me to, to buy her. but uh, <laughs> but um so i for example i always wanted the porsche 911 so i owned i had one i had the m3 the, the v8 yeah. one a lot of different cars yeah. like that and at the moment i have a katrum uh, it's like a lotus 7 i don't know if you know it's those tiny okay. tiny cars but uh, the british cars really i mean i had two katrums but uh, the one i no. have right now i don't know if you know top gear the <laughs> top gear like the original top gear on yeah the british one and the, in 2008 or the, there was a car that beat the, the bugatti veyron a little white and orange car i remember and that that's the, that's the one i have and in france there's yeah. only 10 of them uh, homologated and so it's one out of 10 on a series wow. of 174 so it's a huge collector i'm really yeah. lucky i found and it's extremely dangerous and you do zero yeah. to 60 in uh, 2.8 seconds you don't even have a ABS or you don't have wow. any help. It's just basically an engine in a thing. And it's really, it's brutal, really Jeez. dangerous car. If you have an accident, you, you, yeah. you die for sure. I mean, you, you, but, um, <laughs> it's only 500 kilos. So it's, uh, it's, uh, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Do you take it to the track or? Yes, yes, I, 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 I do track mostly, but uh, but I do. I, he does have a license plate, so I do go on the road once in a while. But um, <laughs> but it's really rough. It's really hard on the road. But uh, um, my dream car would be a. Uh, um, I have always loved it since I'm a child. I always loved the the Ford the GT40. It's uh, it is my it is to me yeah. the dream car, and I I know. Um, now, yeah. if you want to origin one of the original ones, it costs uh, dozens of millions, so no way. But, uh, but there is uh, some, not a lot, yeah. but some really good um, 
Replica, there is actually a brand called Superformance. It's from South uh, Africa. And they have the actual license. Yeah. So the car they make is a license. It's a, it, they don't call it a replica. They call it a continuation because they actually have the license. And, and the cars are perfect, spot oh. on. And they do make GT40s. They cost a lot. I have a friend that has yeah. one. And I always tell him when you sell it, but uh, no, I don't think yeah. I would be able to buy it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, Ford GT40 uh, is one of my dream cars. Yeah. And actually, the AC Cobra, you know, the, 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 the Cobra is also one of, yeah. on my list. So I think maybe the next one I'll have uh, is, uh, is an yeah. AC Cobra. I think they're cool. And it's hard. I, I wish I could yeah. have all of my dream cars, but mm. I have to buy one, sell one, buy yeah. one. And then I always think, oh, man. I, I really love yeah. this one. I kind of miss it, you know. Uh, so I have a wall at home with the uh, pictures of all the cars I own. Yeah. I can kind of see them when I want. But uh, And you also have like this impeccable memory anyway. Yes. So at least like <laughs> if anyone's going to be able to like just buy it, appreciate it, yes, and then yes, sell yes. it. And then just go back in the memory. It's yes, going to be yes, you. Yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes when I'm in the, the K-Term, I'm like, oh, man, I wish... Uh, here, I wish I had the M3, would be perfect for that. And then, oh, I wish I had the, yeah. my, my Miata, which was amazing uh, little cars. Yeah. I have a friend that came to my house the other day with a, with a Rolls Royce Phantom. Uh, and uh, yeah. I, and he let me, he gave it to me so I could, I drove it in the evening. And I mean, he, he, let, he let it to me. And uh, yeah. And that was an experience. So I never thought, you know, it's a huge car, like the Rolls Royce. Yeah. The biggest car. And it's, but, when you drive that car, you have the, you really have that feeling. There is, there was no noise. Like genuinely, they would say you have to hear the the click click of the the tic tac of the watch of the uh, when you're on the highway, and yeah, I, it's insane. But I could hear it. I could hear the tick. Really? It's not a joke. It's not just a saying. No, it's yeah. gotta, you gotta hear. <laughs> yeah, I could actually hear it. It was impressive that and i That's told my insane. wife i was oh did you like the rose ones? and she was like we're not getting a rose so i said okay but i mean i don't think i mean i think i would enjoy yeah. it but it's not my style i, I feel like all yeah stuff but man that was nice it was a nice experience so so yeah well the funny thing too is you you're saying you're a bodywork guy and working on like the body of a car do you have a favorite color <laughs> Not because I feel like that's an entirely separate yes. category too. Like there's the car, and then there's yeah, the yeah, color. Yeah, it's true. The well, paint, paint, I think there is yeah. colors that match cars. So, for example, yeah. the one I have right now, I used to have another Caterham, and it was gray and black with split rims, and it looked yeah amazing. It was we had black and gray. Yeah. It looked amazing. And the new one I have, it's white and orange, so it's the original color of the R500, and it but. I don't think it looks as good. I don't think it fits the car so so well. The M3 I had, it was like a gray, like a slate. Uh, I think, it, is it called Silver Galaxy or, some, or, or something like uh, hmm. Silver yeah. something, whatever. But, but yeah. it's kind of a slate, very deep gray. And I think most cars look really good in, a, in this kind of deep gray. It was almost purple on some angles but yeah but yes and i know it's like slate gray something like that and i know the porsche also like that was was looks amazing so i yeah. would say maybe that that gray would, would be would be the best but uh maybe i should yeah. paint the caterham like that <laughs> but then it would be i like when cars stay <laughs> original stock you know they don't stock. move and that's yeah. how they gain they keep their value you keep them perfect i have yeah. a, you want to see my ocd i have a excel file for every time I yeah. take this today, I went for a ride. And so I will, yeah. I take the mileage and I, on my Excel file, I, I, every time I take the car out, when I come back, I put the mileage as I left, mileage as I came back. How did the car drive? Oh, Was everything okay with the car? Yeah. Temperature. Every, I try to do everything. And then when I go on a racetrack, I will keep every session. You know, you go, you do 20 laps, then you stop you. So I do yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. take always the tire pressure, tire temperature. The oil, I have a yeah. telemetry on my thing, so I can tell you the my maximum speed, my maximum, and the RPMs, yeah. the average of a lot of stuff. So I keep a telemetry of everything. Yeah. So then I will see if I have trends, if something is going on. And oh, then when wow. I sell the car, I yeah. only did this that for this one because it's uh, because it's a kind of a race car. But then when I sell the car, I can tell the guy, you see, this car has been taken care of properly. <laughs> you know, whenever there is a little thing, and that will yeah. value it. I mean, it, but but yeah. So that's OCD. Yeah. So whenever I go, I take a, a picture yeah. of the mileage and picture of the mileage, and then I go on my and I fill up my Excel file. Yeah. I have a passion for Excel. So. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, you know what's really interesting to me too, and this brings me to something completely different, but very relevant is I was, um, you know, the show South Park. Yes, of course. Love it. Until the season thirteen. After that, I think they yeah. started to. But uh, from one to thirteen, by one of the best show. Yeah. Satire that a lot of people don't yeah. understand actually, but uh, but uh, yeah. Oh no, it's so like subtle sometimes yeah, yeah, or like in your face. It's there's a lot anyway, of degrees that show. Yeah, exactly. But you know, one of the writers or the creators, Trey Parker, yeah. you know, his day job is writing for that show and being creative. Yes. And then sometimes he just gets overwhelmed with having to be forced to be creative. He'll retire to his office and then work on Legos where it's very much like step one, do this, step two, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. So it's always interesting to me when someone like you has to like do that. And I've been trying to do that in my own, my own life again with like ring making where it, you know, my day job is being creative and then I need an outlet to just be like, here is something very symmetrical or very like step one, step two, step three. So the fact that you like go from making music in the studio and being creative and trying to come up with something new and, and from scratch to then going and like, working on your cars and Excel spreadsheets and all that is, is extremely fascinating. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a, you have to find the balance between um, because the music does, that's the thing, the music and even I guess story writing uh, is kind of a baby less for story writing, but it's kind of, it's so abstract. It's something you can't touch. And I, I do the human needs to be able to touch their creation. Yeah. They need to be able to touch. That's why yeah. people still like the CD, the vinyl or the buy a shirt yeah. from something because it keeps, it, it gives you this, feeling that it's real you know yeah and uh yeah but yeah I, I i don't know i i'm a lot of people i, I have a, i know a guy that makes uh, tables and it, it's like art they cost the price of the cows you know so so it's like yeah. art but he makes something so he has both uh, he's a very happy person <laughs> and he has both yeah. he has that creative artistic stuff and at the same time that making fabrication process uh, yeah so, yeah, I think a lot of the arti- we call them artisan, uh, like a like yeah. a worker, like a, like someone that would lay wooden floor, or real wooden floor, like yeah. you know, a lot of them I think are pretty. Um, I have a lot of respect for those people, you know, and uh, but a lot of them are pretty artistically creative, or they try to do something nice. And and in France we call it artisan. It's like it's not just a worker; it's uh, art. Art is also it's like um, almost a mix between art and a, it's like um, when you're building a house uh, with old stone and uh, you make a beautiful roof yeah. and stuff. It's it's an art. So so it's a good yeah. mix of the the artistic side and the building side. I always was interested with this stuff. I feel like there's a lot of that in French culture in general, but just because like even like French cooking. Yes, yes, right. Oh, like yeah, like of course, of course. you know like it's the yeah, same yeah, thing. It is the same. Yeah, it is exactly the same. Yeah. You can eat it. Yeah. So do you? <laughs> so do you find yourself? Do you escape the studio and go and work on cars and these other projects, or or vice versa? Like get inspiration. Usually, I have a weird way of working. I will work for three weeks in a row, ten hours a day on on music, for example, like yeah. crazy until I'm burnt out, and then I will do something else. So I work. I, I have like phases. I it's hard for me to say, oh, I'm going to do music in the morning and the uh, car in the afternoon. Yeah. I, I still do it once in a while, this kind of uh, balance. Yeah. I'm kind of a on-off person for this kind of stuff. I give 200% on, on one topic and then I take a break and my break is uh, just doing something else. So, for example, right now I'm doing yeah. building the stuff and it's, uh, I mean, I am tired. I, it is, I am burnt out, let's say, but I don't really have much of a choice. Yeah. But once this is over, I'm going to, I'm going to take a break, but my break will be doing music. And then, and then once I will yeah. be burnt out from doing music, you know, you know what? It's exactly like a field. I am a field. And so this year you have to do beans. And once the ground is, uh, the, once the ground is, you've taken all the beans, have taken everything they could from the ground. Yeah. And the year after you have to do corn. Yeah. And so then the, you know what yeah. I mean? So you always... You always do like that. And I do the same. I do music. And when I'm dead, I go and I do something else. And, you know, I always kind of go in between. So that's it. I'm a a feel. (laughs) Oh, man. It's it's funny, too. Like, you say that. and And I sort of get it just because, like, even 
that, that's the thing too is like I give you a lot of credit for being able to do that in such long periods of time though I don't have that regimen I can't like this afternoon I'm going to be in the garage making rings and then tomorrow I'll be back here on the laptop doing the exact same thing I'm doing with you right now so it's crazy to me that you can do that for such long stretches and then completely disconnect it's almost like a vacation at that point yeah that's how i am i like to work sometimes i don't have inspiration and the only way for me to have inspiration is to keep pushing and it's yeah. uh, i realized that years ago i would sometimes yeah. i would have no inspiration i would say oh i don't have inspiration that i would stop but basically to me maybe it works for some people to wait for the yeah. right moment of inspiration but me I just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. And it's very hard because when you don't have inspiration, you do only what you hate, everything you do and it's tough, but then you will get to that yeah. good, good stuff. And, uh, and I, I've been, I, I said that in several interviews, but to me, it's the same. The analogy is the same as digging. If you know that there is gold at minus 10 yeah. meters, but there is a, you have nine yeah. meters of crap that you have to dig out is the same to get to that minus 10. You don't have a choice. You have to go through the bad moments. And I feel like doing the music is the same. It's like to get that good track, you're going to have to maybe suffer and make a lot of stuff that you hate. And then you will get to that good track. Maybe I'm totally crazy and I torture myself, but but I do have a a feeling that uh, that, that's how it is. (laughs) But I think there's a balance between finding what works for you versus what works for other people. So, you know, what you're doing may not work for many people. I can tell you right now, it does not work for me. I couldn't do that. I couldn't sit here and do this for two weeks. Yes. I would hate it. I would begin to not like it anymore. Yes, I know what you mean. Yes, yes. But that's passion, man. Like that's a lot of passion that you have driving you. And then... Is that it? Are those your two balances? It's like working with your hands in the workshop or on your cars and then music? Yeah, I mean, I like, uh, yeah, but then I have all the, the regular stuff. I mean, the, the, the family, you know, the, yeah. the, the learning, reading a lot, you know. Yeah. I like to, everything interests me, you know, whatever I, I I'm, whenever something interests me or I hear something or whatever, I go on Google and I just, read the whole yeah. thing or try to oh, yeah. get super deep to each subject, you know, yeah. that, and so, so you open doors and then you open more doors and, you know, but yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, basically that's my, but the, the two big things are, are this, the, the, the music and the, and the, and, and that making stuff, building stuff or working on yeah. stuff, more manual labor, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Well, you mentioned you have a kid, right? Yes. Yes. I, How old? Uh, he's a uh, one and a half. Okay. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Got <laughs> well, because because on my background here somewhere, you saw my yes. kid kind of run in and steal my laptop and he run away. I know he tried. <laughs> he, I, I said, you know, I'm in here Whoa. recording. You can't bother me. <laughs> but it gets really fun because like when they get older, you get to instill that knowledge. You get to be like, oh, let me teach you. Yeah. And like he'll ask me a question like, hey, like, can we see the planets from here? And I'm like, oh, wow, you astronomy. All right, let's open that yeah, Pandora's yeah, yeah. box of a conversation. And then really getting into deep with him about like, let me show you this. Let me show you yeah. that. And and being able to like unload even little nuggets of things that I'm like, ah, I, I could care less about it. But he asks me, oh, wow, I'm just going to unload yeah, it yeah, yeah. now and, and tell you all about it. So do you tell him that Earth is fat or not? No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> of just course. Kidding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny that at some point... Uh, uh, the entire world thought that Earth was flat, and if you came and said Earth is yeah. round, you would get yeah. uh, booed and beaten and stuff. And I feel like this process, <laughs> a lot of people, you should go. We, you know, we we have to remind that to a lot of people. You know, it's, yeah. it's not because everybody thinks one thing is right that it is right. You know what I mean? So that yeah. flat Earth, I think, is a good example because yeah. a few hundred years ago, if you came and said the Earth is round, everybody would say you this guy yeah. is crazy. Just let him. You know, he's, he's a crazy dude. Oh, yeah. And so so it's funny. Now, I'm sure it's the same with some topics. Maybe in 200 years, people yeah. will be like, oh, you remember when they all thought about that? And now, like, the most, the biggest intelligence yeah. in the world thinks that. But in 300 years, people will be like, man, they were so crazy to think that, you know? But so it's kind yeah. of always a repeating process. But <laughs> It's really funny. Like, bringing it back to COVID-19 we were talking about before is like, you know, here in, in the United States, our disease expert, Dr. Fauci, someone came out and like a, wrote an article, like a political person, and then came out and said like, oh, well, Dr. Fauci has been wrong a ton of times. And then he, he's like, 
yeah, I am. I'm a scientist. Like, that's how science works is sometimes you're Mm -hmm. wrong. You know, and I think people dig their heels in a lot. And I try to be I I talk a, a lot about this to people close to me. It's like I'm definitely the type of person that if you came to me and said, you're wrong about this. I'm not going to like cross my arms and yes, I am. I'm like, well, what what am I wrong about? Like, I want to learn, right? I'm always willing to learn. So if you tell me I'm wrong about something like, yeah, I'm here to listen. What do you think is wrong? And let's dissect it together. Well, some people, you send them studies or you send them stuff, you know, and say, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not telling you what's the truth. I'm just giving you that and maybe help you look for a truth or to get smarter about the topic. And they don't look at it and they say, well, and then they just say, yeah, <laughs> so it's a new way of thinking. It's the binary way of thinking, and it's and it's always in contradiction yeah. with someone. You know, someone you don't like say something, so you have to be the opposite. No matter yeah. the truth is, it doesn't matter what's true. Is what matters is to be for yeah. that guy or against that guy or against that. Yeah, you know, it's everybody is like that now. Just kind of simplistic or simple stuff. Yeah. Honestly, what's funny is like when all this COVID-19 stuff started and well, maybe a little bit after it, but when we started getting like locked in our homes and stuff and then again, spending more time with family and things like that, I was like, oh, you know what? I think we're going to come out of this, the other side actually better because like we're spending more time with each other. People are working from home. Oh, yeah. You know, they're they're connected a lot more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We don't need we don't need that anymore. But a lot of those things, you know, kind of shifted things I was hoping and I still have a little hope for it is that it just brings people a little bit closer together and like a different understanding. And then you also appreciate things more like, yeah, going to Disney World is a lot of fun. Now you'll appreciate it more because you couldn't have it for a little while, you know, like little things like that. But I have hope. Well, that's what Lent is when you have when you do Lent, then uh, when you can eat, it's like, wow, I really missed it. Yeah. So so. It's exactly the, the same thing. Exactly. I don't remember who said that, but the real um, the real power you can have is to limit yourself. To be happy, you always have to kind of limit yeah. yourself. And it yeah. always keeps that. It's the same as I was saying with the TV, you know, we always give you, it's the same as yeah. um, you, it's like drug. You always have to increase the dose, you know, because then you don't feel the effects. Yeah. So it's the same with TV. You get a better yeah. TV, better TV, better TV. But once you get your better TV after two weeks, you don't even see that it's that good. You're used to it and that's it. You need another dose, another dose. Yeah. So once you learn to limit yourself and you always can, you can appreciate what you have. And I, that's the key to yeah. real happiness is to having you always better. It doesn't make you actually happy. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, being happy is, yeah. is something else. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it works for me and not for yeah. other people. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not lecturing anyone. I'm not the wise man. Also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but see, you say that too loud and your wife will be like, you can't have two cars. You should have one at a time. So you appreciate that one car yeah, each time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I can't thank you enough for chatting with me. And yeah, it was a, been a lot of fun. And I've learned a lot of things. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you very thanks. much. I was really, really, really happy to to be here and have this uh, talk with you. We talked about a lot of different stuff. <laughs> Such a fun conversation. I can talk to him for hours and I can pick his brain about cars and carpentry and all that really fun stuff. Uh, lots of fun. Thank you so much. Thank you also to the team at Armada for helping set up that interview. That was a lot of fun. Thank you to my producer, Dale. Thank you to Lori, who is our editor. Uh, if you don't subscribe to the 128 podcast, why not? Go do that right now. Apple Music or Spotify or 128podcast.com or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Tommy West. I'll see you next time.